I was eating junk. I had just had two children back to back. I used to not be able to get on the ground. I never, ever daily exercise. Before, if I'd get down, I'd need a chair or something to help me get back up. I was 84 pounds heavier at one time. I was always a big dude, but I couldn't move around. That all changed when they met. Diamond Dallas Page started doing yoga, man. I started doing a, a thing called DDP yoga. It's not your mama's yoga. WCW heavyweight champion, known for his signature move, the diamond cutter. Diamond cutter! Took what he learned recovering from an injury and years in the ring and created DDP Yoga. Working out combined with the eating habits, it was a huge difference. I felt so much better. It's a lot of fun for me because I never used to be able to be active. Now I'm, I'm, I'm on the floor, I'm rolling around, it's, it's pretty cool. More than importantly, I just want to be alive. I'm down about 110 pounds. DDP Yoga can work for anyone. DDP. DDP. Radio. Hello, my fellow DDP Yoga Warriors. It is Wednesday night here uh, on the U.S. in uh, it's 9 o'clock p.m. here on the East Coast. Not where one of our guests are, but uh, we'll talk about that in just a second. But it's a brand new episode of DDP Radio right here at DDPRadio.com. My name is Mike Mullins. As always, you can find me uh, lingering uh, over at Mikey90Percent.com. And uh, first of all, i got to say that before I bring Robert and Stacey on, it, it, we need to find a way to just capture all the audio of us before the show, the 15 minutes we're hanging on discussing things before the show, and just put it up in like a special episode because the nonsense that ensues the 15 minutes before we get on the air is is insanity. So, <laughs> yeah, it, it's surprising to hear for you to say that because I think you would be the last person that would want that audio out anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like Robert. Like anyone has any more respect for me? Like without it, like. That, yeah, you got a point. You really can't go any any any, any further down than you already are. So. Yeah, yeah. When when you when you when you're that soft, that little of, there's pretty much no place to go. Yeah, it's um, like you and Bill Cosby. I mean. Wow. Oh. <laughs> I'm not on that level. Just to be clear. Uh, <clears throat> uh, anyways, uh, it would make uh, an interesting loop, though. Maybe we'll do that someday. <laughs> yes, the Christmas spectacular. Uh, <laughs> there you go. But um, anyways, of course, we've got the one and only uh, Stacy Morris from StacyMorris.com, uh, as always, and her uh, her significant other, Chef Bill, is going to be on the show. Uh, as well, joining us kind of in the background when we need a little bit of reference. But Stacy, hello. Hey, how are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm good. We got a full full show tonight, and uh, of course, uh, from last week, uh, you heard him, or maybe didn't hear him because his audio is kind of screwed up. He's all the way over in the UK right now, so it's a late night where he is. Um, and uh, we're sending uh, the best wishes to the misses uh, uh, who just uh, was a little under the weather the past week, um, but Hayden is joining us. Hello. Hi, guys. How you doing? Good, good, good. Wow, crystal, crystal clear, man. Good. Good. That's what we want this time. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, we, we got, Hayden's going to come on and stick around with us, and we're going to talk about his role in the certification program. we got a full, full soft show, but, of course, I'm uh, contractually obliged to uh, introduce this next man. He is... Uh, I'm just going to tell you who he is. Robert McLaren. I'm not even going to justify you with a creative analogy. And that just means you've run out. After all this time, you have finally run out. 
He is the, he is the ever-ready battery of, of DDP yoga. Yes. I, yeah, that's why I'm so angry all the time, because I don't stop. Yes. Oh. Yeah. I mean, Robert, Robert is one of those guys that... Robert lives in a world where when he gets all his work done, there's more work to be done. So Robert technically has no differentiation between his home and work life. So he sits there all day churning out stuff. So you, the DDP yoga you know, uh, consumer can enjoy it, a great experience. And uh, Robert, due to that tireless effort, can sometimes be a little bit grouchy and take it out on such a good, decent soul as myself. So we won't hold well, that against see, him. Okay, let's, let's at least keep this somewhere in the realm of, of reality here. <laughs> uh, anyways, we're going to move on <clears> to our topic because it's going to be a good one tonight. Uh, I, I promise you. This is, uh, this was Stacy's idea. We usually get together uh, for emails uh, exchange ideas of what the show is going to be like, and Stacy brought this to our attention. And I know it's something that so many people, uh, you know, have questions about because you know, especially people who are just coming on board, uh, it's a big issue for people that um, you know, a lot of information flying at you at once. And in order to kind of undergo this huge, magnificent change in your life, you need to completely, you know, unlearn the processes that brought you to where you are. And I'm going to have Stacey kind of explain what the show is about because it's her baby tonight. Um, but uh, talk to us about like the, the, the issues that go along with the, the diet and food uh, changes in uh, your life. Yeah, well, you know, we have the different phases of eating in uh, DDP yoga. And for the most part, it's, you know, it's not a drastic food plan, you know, when you compare it to some of the real crazy fad diets, but basically it's like you unplug from the traditional American way of eating. Uh, Processed foods, lots of sugary stuff, um, and that can be a big adjustment. You know, if you have a family or if you yourself have been accustomed to eating that way. And not everyone's going to be joining you, you know, in the change. So that's where some of the conflict comes in. Yeah, um, that that was what the main topic we were going to talk about tonight. We've got some questions coming in as well. And it is because, you know, especially this kind of change, you know, people can, can make, you know, goals and changes and stuff. But when you truly commit to something like this, to DDP yoga, where you're going to pretty much re-evaluate your life, re-evaluate your health, and reboot your whole uh, way of life. And sometimes when you're ready to do that and it's clicked for you, it doesn't necessarily mean it's clicked for everyone else in your life. And as much as you want to be a good example and, and lead people to uh, to make these positive decisions, it's, this is one of those things that you kind of have to come to on your own. You can you can be given the, all the advice in the world, all the guidance in the world, but until you're ready and committed to make a change, it's not gonna it's not gonna really stick for you. So, people's uh, you know click moments, the moments where everything clicks, come to different times for different people, and I'm sure it's something that almost everybody in our community has dealt with. Um, with friends, family, uh, relatives, spouses, that you're really passionate about making a change, but not everybody's exactly at your level yet. And uh, it's kind of, it gets difficult at time balancing that. Yeah, and I, I think it requires, you know, every situation is different, but it really does require sometimes uh, communication. Um, I'm just looking, I'm trying to get into the email to read some of the questions. I've got the questions if you need them. 
Yeah, well, this all started actually last week when somebody emailed me about her situation. And she basically described herself uh, as a sugar addict. And she just said, you know, I, I really don't know how to handle this because my husband has no problem with sugar and it's in the house. And I, I just find, you know, she it was a huge challenge. And she almost to the point where she felt like she couldn't really move forward. Um, and that that's where the communication comes in. I mean, you know, you can't really expect, you know, another person to completely change their ways or their eating habits. But if you're in a relationship or a marriage, hopefully you care about your partner enough to want to support them, you know, as much as you can. So maybe just have an honest talk, like, you know, could you not have this stuff in my face all the time? You know, maybe have some of it outside the house uh, as opposed to inside the house. Because I know um, for myself, you know, I live with two guys who don't really, uh, you know, Chef Bill is pretty low carb now, but he's he and his son never really have had a an issue with gluten. His son can eat whatever he wants and, and not gain weight. And for the most part, it's not a temptation for me because I, you know, I just don't want to eat things like Oreos. But it is, you know, when I was on my own and I had the luxury of custom tailoring my cupboards and my refrigerator, it does make it a lot easier when there's no temptation there. That That's not always possible. But I would have a real honest discussion with your family about what can we do to make, you know, you know, meet me halfway. Um, because it can be, especially in the beginning, extremely aggravating to have your binge foods and the foods you once, you know, used to, it was like, you know, some for some people having a Coca-Cola or cookies is like having a highball. You know, it, it takes the edge off. And it, it simply cannot be, you know, the visual of it can be too much. So that's where I would start. And, um, you know, see see if you can make some compromises on both sides of the fence. It's not uh, completely, you know, just of the workouts. I mean, the the eating, too. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, you live in a certain way and you may not have all the hours in the day that you'd like uh, to live your life. Obviously, an infinite amount of time would be great, but certainly you have a wife, you have kids, you have friends and family, and sometimes when you're doing that, it's kind of hard for them to understand the time that is devoted to something like this, you know, the time you make to get on the mat and the time to prepare meals. And when you're, when you're working full-time and have kids, that's oftentimes you're taking away from, you know, your wife time, husband time, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. And it's kind of hard to explain that to somebody uh, when you're in that moment. So it's really good to be open to communication and kind of putting it into perspective and telling people that, you know what, this is, you know, I'm doing this to better our lives. Cause you know, if you're living with somebody or a spouse or relationship or even family, um, the ultimate gift you can give them is, is your health and yourself. And, you know, knowing that you're going to be there for them uh, for the long haul. And sometimes in the short term, the time may be hard to, to spare for somebody like that. They may not understand but having the conversation and, and explaining your motives and explaining what you need from them and what they might need from you in the process is really good to keep that open line. Absolutely. And and that that actually brings me to the first email we received, guys. Uh, everybody, well, a lot of people know who Jimbo is, and he, he's been in 
and the workout videos, both the old and the new ones. Uh, he's a firefighter from Jersey, and he was going to call in tonight, but he's got to work. Um, but basically, his issue—he's got a little bit—and and I've and I've heard people talk about this. Some of my clients have this issue, and that is um, there's a lot of good tasting, very actually tempting gluten-free food out there on the market, and he, you know, he's gluten-free, his daughter and wife are not, and sometimes, uh, you know, they'll, they'll dig into some of his gluten-free stuff because they like it, and he's, he's kind of conflicted as to how to address this because he doesn't want his supply wiped out because that's all he can eat, and he doesn't want to appear, you know, selfish or stingy. And actually, Chef Bill had some thoughts on this, um, some real logical good points. Bill, are you there? I'm here. Can you guys hear me? Now we I can. Did, I, yeah, I didn't get to the mute button quick enough. Um, well, t- taking all the chefing out of it, I think I've kind of lived it through you. But when you're with someone and you want to be with someone, and they're trying to, you know, live the the lifestyle or, or whatever we want to call it, it's pretty selfish and rude. This isn't on Jimbo. Uh, we can get to that in a minute. But, you know, I've heard people talk to Stacy, you know, through the website and this and that, and, oh, my God, I, I can't give up. This is the one that kills me. I can't give up my soda. I'm addicted to Coca-Cola. Well, if your spouse or your significant other's not and really likes it, for God's sake, get in the car, go to a McDonald's drive-thru, I know it's a horrible thing to say, and have your Coke fix. I mean, anybody that's selfish enough to sit there with a case of Coke in the house when they know the other one really wants it and can't have it, I, I think that's really selfish and rude. Um, there, there isn't anyone that doesn't drive. There isn't anyone that can't go to the corner store. There isn't anyone that can, you know, be out during the day. Um, you know, people work separately. Have your Coke at work. Have it, like I said, at a McDonald's. Go to a convenience store and down a Coke. You know, don't don't put it in, in somebody's face. Um, I was addicted, addicted to putting three teaspoons of sugar in my iced tea. Iced tea, fortunately, I don't really drink soda. I never did. Um, Iced tea is my beverage of choice. I just don't put in the sugar anymore, and to be honest with you, it's better. But if you have to have a sweet tea, go to McDonald's and get one, and don't down it in front of, you know, your partner that can't have it. So that's my take on that type of thing. Um, As far as Jimbo goes, and people have to remember Gluten-free is not calorie-free. So there is a lot of stuff out there. I know my son likes a lot of the gluten-free stuff that Stacy either makes or brings home or whatever, but her and I are both trying to stay away from the carbs, so there's not that much of it around anymore. But to Jimbo's point, they obviously know how much of the bad stuff to buy. You tell the kids, okay, you want to eat my stuff, that's fine. It's better for you. But that's all we're going to buy. We're not going to be selfish with it. We're going to have it in the house and have as much as you want, but that's what we're going to buy. If you want to eat dad's gluten-free stuff, okay. But that's all that's in the house. 
we're not going to buy Oreos anymore. So you choose what you want. So we're not being greedy. We're not telling you you can't, you know, eat a box of cookies or whatever it is. But it's just if you want dad's, it's dad's in the house. You know, if you want yeah, yours, so- we'll have yours in the house. But, you know, stay out of dad's. Simple. So the point is to have have enough, make sure, you know, that your supply is not decimated one way or another. And actually, it's not selfish or stingy, you know, to just say, hey, I'm glad you're enjoying that. But, you know, as you know, I've got to eat gluten-free. Just make sure I have enough for tomorrow, you know. You can you can right. be nice about it. Right. I, I, I totally agree. I was uh, I was just texting Katie just a minute ago to tell her to come out here, but unfortunately she's she's relaxing in a bubble bath because I think this would be perfect for her to, to oh, speak nice. on because because I see I'm I'm horrible when it comes to stuff. Um, I am bad about keeping lots of food in the house. Um, like I don't shop ahead of time. Like I get food as I need it because I never know what I'm going to move for. So I basically run to the grocery store every day and just grab my stuff for the day and the next day. And just so on because, you know, working from home, it gets me out of the house. So I run to the grocery store, do my errands, and kind of go a day at a time. It's just that's how I do things. But Katie likes to have a supply of food in the house and just like, you know, some good stuff. And she keeps her own stuff that she kind of has to herself that, you know, I'm usually not my bag, not what I'm into. So she keeps it to herself and just has her food that she brings to work. And usually my pre-planning in, in, in his good intentions, I get to a point where, man, I'm hungry, and I, I don't have anything. I'm not ready to go to the store yet. So I end up taking from her stuff. And if we're going to have an argument, 99% of the time it's about me eating her food or her leftovers or something. So that's always been a big thing. So for mm-hmm. Christmas, it's almost like a gag gift, but it's actually worked really, really well. I got her a lockbox to keep all of her her like foods that she keeps for work and stuff in there. And it was, huh. it was, a, gag, it was a gag gift at first. I didn't even think she'd use it, but she actually uses it now to keep against me to keep like her little like granola stuff in that she she keeps and uh, so we actually <laughs> hey, that's how we do whatever it. works. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Hayden, I know you, you know you've been in a long term relationship over there. How do you deal with uh, you know differing um, different different places in in your journey? You know, uh, I know you both don't have like the weight to lose but you know obviously you're in different places in your life and how do you bring that to a relationship sometimes being in different uh mindsets about you know where you're at with fitness and health and stuff oh did you lose Hayden Hayden oh maybe he'll jump back on all right Hello. Um, oh is that you yeah, I'm still here. Oh, all right. I, I didn't know if you heard what I said. I was saying that. Uh, um, I yeah, I got the question. Oh, cool. I, I don't think I, I don't know what happened, but yeah, I got the question. So, um, yeah, how honest do you want me to be? Because I can be quite brutal. Done, man. Be honest. Okay. Um, I'm really selfish uh, when it comes to things like food in the house. Um, so, when I first started doing DDP yoga, I said that's it. I'm going completely phase two, phase three, gluten-free, dairy-free, cutting everything out, trying the carb cycling, trying everything and getting everything in properly. Um, And Laura didn't really go for it at first. She was slow to take on to the idea, then went gluten-free but couldn't cut other things out. And then in the summer last year, 
uh, Liz challenged me to go sugar-free. And uh, that basically ruined uh, our sort of joint eating plan at home for a long time because she still liked to have certain things in that I had completely got rid of. So, like you say, it's separating things in the cupboard. It's saying that that's theirs, that's yours. And the temptation for me is always there to go and grab, like, the gluten-free treats that are on her side, but trying to find that little willpower to say, no, I'm just going to keep going for the nuts. I'm just going to keep going for cooking myself a chicken breast up as a snack instead of, you know, grabbing a gluten-free brownie. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great, you know, I love that idea because, you know, when, when you're, when you're with somebody, that, that idea of what's mine is yours and what's yours is mine. And it's just one big communal like thing, but sometimes having those limits, like I can, this is my food. That's going to help me get where I need to be. This is what you need for, for your life. It's good to have those separations too, and kind of, you know, make the, uh, you know, the rules and the separation of what you need because, you know, despite you being a couple and married and despite everyone here having couples and being married, there's also the individuality and the couple uh, may work as a, as a single unit, but individually you need to work um, to your strengths as well. You need to be individuals and the yeah. things that work for you might not work for Laura and having that separation is a fine and a good thing. But the other thing that we found is that over time she's influenced by what I do. And right now she's probably eating pretty much the same as me right through. The the only thing that we vary on is our breakfast meals because she likes to do a fruit smoothie that she makes from fresh. I will quite happily just have um, oatmeal made with water and cinnamon or eggs, depending on what day I'm doing. So that's the only place we really vary now. And, and that's often what happens. Uh, like we were talking about at the beginning of the show, people come mm. to like their place to to be to make that change at different times. And despite being a couple, the fact that I'm ready, Katie wasn't ready when I first started uh, getting on DDP yoga. She wasn't interested. She wasn't. She was. She was enjoying herself. She said, "I'm gonna be ready at some point. I'm just not right now." And that's okay. And when you're doing it and you're making these changes and and working hard and and your significant other, your friends or your family see your your results, you know, oftentimes it will give them the push that they need. They, they see how happy you are and see how well you're doing. Uh, the changes that you're making, and it inspires them to maybe kind of kickstart uh, their own kind of self-realization and say, you know what, I think I want this too. Exactly. Uh, and uh, Robert, I, I know, um, I know you don't, you don't, you don't do the hundred percent gluten-free thing, and I know you, you tried it in the past and stuff like that. Um, but obviously, you know, you see it all the time, you know skinny guys that aren't healthy, you need to kind of maintain a certain level of balance despite the fact that you could probably get away with more than I could because I walked by a pastry aisle at the grocery store and gained 20 pounds. Um, but food was never the trigger for you. It was never the, uh, the addiction, the problem that a lot of us have. But also that can also kind of be a negative thing because it can backfire because I've seen so many friends of mine who are skinny that just eat like garbage their whole life and could get away with it. But sooner or later, there's a, flip, a switch that slips, and all of a sudden you can't get away with it anymore, and it becomes harder to deal with. How do you regulate yourself and try to, you know, eat somewhat, you know, reasonable when you don't have that that weight issue to kind of motivate you? Is Robert there? 
Oh, he must have he must have dropped off. Oh, oh, I, was, I thought we'll you could hear that me. Answer. No, can, can, I couldn't oh. hear you. Okay, that was weird. Um, oh, what you said in jest at the beginning of the show is pretty pretty accurate. That I live, uh, pretty much DDP yoga is that I'm involved in 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 one aspect or another throughout like pretty much seven days a week, twenty four hours a day. Um, so I'm very even though I don't follow all the guidelines, I'm very well versed in what I should eat, what I should not eat. So um, there's a lot of stuff that I don't eat anymore just because, you know, I, I, I don't stop with the little Debbie's anymore because I just know how much, how much crap is in those. Uh, so I, I haven't gone as full bore as, as Hayden or Stacy or, or you have, but uh, I have definitely modified what I've done, and, and it's because I don't have the food addiction like you, you mentioned. It's not a big deal for me. I will get a sweet tooth or a, a, an urge for something every once in a while, but it's not a huge deal for me. Yeah, and, and you know that's that's something that you know. Despite that, you know, people always say you can get away with it or stuff. But the fact that Robert's you know conscious of that, like he's not just pounding you know McDonald's cheeseburgers one after another and staying skinny. You know, he can he can indulge, but he doesn't overindulge. He does, it's not all he does all day is sit there at the drive-through, you know, pounding nuggets all day. Like the fact that you have that gift of of not being having the addiction behind you and and not having to worry about serious weight gain um, probably makes it easier to be able to, uh, you know, eat in, in sensibly in moderation and allow yourself and be okay with yourself having something like that without having it consume your life. Yeah, and, and uh, I definitely do like, you know, like I very rarely eat any kind of dairy. Um, you know, if I'll, the most I'll do is like I'll have a, uh, you know, if I have a, like a, uh, a nice cheeseburger, I'll, I'll, I'll have it on there. Um, gluten, I'm not so much worried about, but I, I am acutely aware of what you talked about before that one day it's just going to catch up with you. Um, you know, cause mm-hmm. both, you know, um, my mom died when I was like 20 and my dad died like five years ago. So, you know, I see, I saw firsthand how, how much your choices can really affect you. So I'm very aware of that now. Yeah. And, and, and in this process, self-awareness is, is one of the most key elements, and we're going to grab another question in a second, but I just wanted to put this out there. Um, I, I, I've talked to all three of you, uh, four of you separately. i let you know that I've had some health issues myself going on that have kind of been out of my control and I've been dealing with. Um, one of the worst side effects is, it, is, is medical medication uh, had caused me to gain weight, which has just been really stressing me out, and it's kind of you know put me into a little funk a little bit. And, you know, when you realize you, it's harder to get the weight off than it was before, it becomes a little a mess with your mind. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, I've always thought of myself like, you know, I, I'm too young to drop dead of a heart attack or I'm too young, you know, I'm 33 years old. And, you know, I've always kind of, you know, thought, well, I'm, that's too young for me and stuff. I and mean, not that I'm going to drop dead of a heart attack, but I was watching uh, an interview with uh, Frank Stallone, Sylvester Stallone's uh, brother, which, you know, you guys probably know from back in the day. But they yeah. were talking about Sylvester Stallone's kid. And, um, he was talking about, he goes, yeah, this kid just, you know, his diet wasn't good. And, you know, they reported for months that it was a pro- probable drug overdose which killed him. Probably yeah, a drug overdose because he, he had just had uh, dental surgery, so there were prescription Percocet bottles in in his room. Uh, but he had uh, he had gotten five teeth removed, and that's, uh, that was the result by it. But he was a guy that kind of rejected uh, the uh, shadow of his father, and he would – 
he didn't want to be the athlete or the muscle-bound guy. He was a film nerd. He'd sit at this place and watch movies and eat pizza and just eat like garbage and hang around, smoke pot with their friends, and just like there there was total couch potatoes. And it was reported that he died of a drug overdose, but months later when the toxicology and everything came back, he dropped out of a massive heart attack because of his health at 36 years old. Wow. And it kind of hit me, and I'm, I always thought to myself, I'm 33 years old. Guys my age don't drop dead of a heart attack. So, But when you start to realize it and you get to that point where the, 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 the tear kind of shifts and you're like on the edge of the, well, I'm now in the range of somebody that doesn't take care of themselves and keep them going the way I'm going, you know, mm-hmm. it's one of those things that I am now the demographic of people who drop dead of a heart attack. It's kind of a scary kind of realization to have of yourself. Mm-hmm. But it's also motivating. I mean, it, it to me, you know, the older I get, and I want to, I want to age as well as I can now that I'm in my fifties. And so I really, it's stuff that used to pull me in, you know, like the simple carbs and the desserts and things like that, just don't appeal to me the way they used to, simply because, yeah, I would still, you know, enjoy the taste of it, but I don't want to have to recover from it. And even just little amounts, you know, I I was reading up on just inflammation in general and how over time inflammation can put women and and men at risk for heart disease. And, And that the two of the biggest aggravators of that and causes of that are sugar and gluten, so it's just like okay, you know, I'll just I'll just kind of stay away. It, that's all right. And um, you know, if it's in the house and if it's around you, like at work or or whatever, um, <clears throat> I know for me, I've got to really. It's like mowing the lawn and maintaining, you know, and maintaining your home. You have to maintain your emotions, and I I have to be in a good headspace sometimes to be around certain foods and again that's just part of life it's not a burden but it's just something that is an emotional eater i need to be aware of you know i've got to manage my emotions uh, which in turn uh, manages my impulses which in turn affects my food choices it all ties together there's a lot of uh, you know research done and, and, and kind of you know psychology done on overeating and addiction and food addiction and stuff. But this is a relatively new problem in the grand scheme of the world. Like you know years ago, people weren't obese on the level of of what we are now. Um, the, the the modified foods and the chemicals in the food. You know we're pretty much going to be the first generation that was completely raised on that kind of of diet. And you know it's. Uh, you talked about fear a few minutes ago, uh, uh, um, Stacy, and uh, the fact that you know every year you know the life you know expectancy has grown. We're going to be the first. My generation is the first generation of people that aren't currently expected to live longer than our parents, and it's got to be some kind of directly tied to the kind of food that's been promoted throughout my life. And well, for me, oh, go ahead, Robert. So, well, sorry, I was, going to, I was going to interrupt you, but for me, it's not just, I mean, the food is definitely an issue because we have GMOs, we have all these artificial flavoring colors, and, and the list goes on and on. But if you think about it, because of the technology that has evolved over the last 50 years, we are much, much less active than our gra- our grandparents were. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. That, that's a huge contributor to that, to 
to the the, um, the uh, longevity not being as as high as it was a mm-hmm. generation ago. Yeah, that's that's an that's the perfect point. I was thinking about that the other day actually. That's 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 a great topic to bring up because not just the sitting here and watching movies on our iPad or just sitting on Facebook. That's not the whole problem. The fact that we can pretty much do all of our errands from a computer screen. We can, every time we need to leave the house to do something in our lives, it can be substituted by sitting here and poking on the screen. Um, and, it, it, I, you know, I, I sound like an old man. These kids, you know, in their video games. Oh, these damn kids. <laughs> but, but seriously, I have friends who have kids whose, whose children are completely uh, immobile in front of the video games all day long. And it's, it's a different dynamic. And it's going to be a whole generation that pretty much is going to be, you know, sloth like just lounging around and there's no need to get up anymore. There's no need to go. Everything you need to do, go to the post office. Anything can be done from your desk. And it's kind have of you ever scary. Seen, have you ever seen Wally? <laughs> the robot? I haven't seen it now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then has anybody, Stacy, you, Hayden, have you ever seen Wally? Yeah. Yeah, I have. No, we, I have. We are not. heading that way. Yes, and it's, it's, he knows exactly what I'm talking way. about. It, it's set like uh, you know several hundred years in the future, and you know humanity is on this huge space station, and basically they're all incredibly overweight. They don't leave their chairs, and and they're stuck. They have their noses stuck in their screens in front of them, and they have no idea what's going on around them, and their entire lives are are, are in front of the computer. So uh. if that's not if that's not a uh, Someone getting on a, a soapbox about where we're at today. I don't know what is. It's a cautionary tale. Yes. And Stacy, that's yeah. Stacy's got a few more questions, and, and that's you know, it, 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 we're gonna get to that just one second. But you know, fear fear is a bad thing. You can't live your life dictated by fear, um, and that's not a way to kind of guide your 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 existence. But it also can work to your advantage because it can be a hell of a motivator and. I know particularly in my life, uh, my biggest accomplishments, whether it be career-wise and, you know, health-wise, whether it's been things I've done, has always been a fear of, of something, you know, kind of driving me away from where I'm going. So fear can be a terrible, horrible burden. It can be a bad thing, but it can also be channeled into the right direction. And especially if you're a parent now and you're, and you're facing that existence of a child sitting there with an iPad for 12 hours a day, you know, the fear of the Wally syndrome, the fear of dropping dead at 33 of a heart attack, the fear of uh, the health problems in your future or not outliving your, your parents or whatever that may be could be redirected into a positive kind of emotion. Well, fear is the ultimate motivator. Yes, I, I, absolutely. And I'd love to do a show about that sometimes. That would be a great kind of topic for a show um, to oh, yeah. channel uh, your fear and, and concerns in life. Um, fear gets the bad rap. It does. Fear is a very good emotion. It's useful, yeah. for sure. I, uh, Stacey, um, you got uh, the next question in line. We got a few yeah, today, so we want to get to Actually, I don't have so much of a question. This is from our uh, grocery shopping warrior and occasional guest, Jody Verdi, who saw the topic. She's the mom of four who, um, you know, she she feeds her entire family the way she eats. And she decided, you know, not that she wants to torture her kids, uh, you know, quite the opposite. She wants her kids to have good habits 
and be healthy and learn to really enjoy foods that will, you know, not just taste good, but do something good for the body. So she maintains, you know, the philosophy that it's easier than, than you think because, and I've seen this, you know, when I go out shopping, there is, there is sort of a, an evolution taking place, whereas healthy food, it used to be 10, 20 years ago, you had to go to separate stores. You know, you had to really go out of your way or order online. Now I'm seeing at all the mainstream markets, um, superfoods, all kinds of low-sugar, uh, gluten-free options, and uh, non-GMO. It's everywhere now, which is very good news. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not going to, I can't read her whole letter. What I'm going to do is post it, the entirety, um, on DDP Yoga's Facebook page. And um, you can check it out. But she has, she's like, this is, and she's a very strong will. She doesn't apologize to her family. This is the way we're eating. I mean, she is one of those parents who is kind of old school, and I'm the boss, you know. And but she makes meals that everybody likes. So here's just a quick list. And, and a lot of these foods people already like anyway, so it's not a hardship. But they all have the same breakfast, and it varies. But um, the list in their house is gluten-free, honey nut Cheerios, organic milk, organic almond and cashew milk, gluten-free bread, eggs, bacon, gluten-free pancake and waffle mix, orgain protein powder, which I love, peanut butter, and, of course, fruit. Now, that doesn't sound so bad. That actually, you know, I mean, and she rotates it around. Um, but there are ways you can get your family on board. And and pretty soon, before you know it, like Jimbo's family, they're liking some of the healthy stuff, you know. So um, there are definite ways around this issue. It, it takes discipline and it takes planning. I mean, Jody's, you know, you guys know from her, you know, appearances, just about every minute of her day, of her waking day, is planned. From yeah, you know, she's way more structured structure than I will ever be. She's, <laughs> yeah, she's, and and she wants you know she wants her kids, not just for her sake, but she wants her kids to grow up healthy because she grew up with weight issues and had them most of her life, and anyone who's had them knows it's it's not a whole heck of a lot of fun to be carrying a, a lot of extra weight, and also to be so addicted to crap um, because I, I can remember, I mean, I remember even though it's getting further and further in my, my rear view mirror, but I remember the days when I would be literally lying. Are you still there, Stacy? Oh, looks like she dropped out for a second. Um, but yeah, that's a she's great making point. a really good point too. Yeah, but you know, you know, and Jody, you know, do it with the way she structures life and her food. Um, that scares me, you know. I know. And especially with kids and stuff, um, you, know, you want to give them the tools that they 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 can, you know, make themselves. But they're going to find their way into things, whether it's going to be food and stuff. And but you can kind of plant the foundation, and just hopefully the preacher's daughter effect doesn't happen. You know, the preacher's daughter, you know, so perfect her whole life, and then kind of rebels. But all you can do is kind of give them the tools they need and kind of let them make their own decisions, but guide them in right and wrong and what's good for them 
and what's safe for them. And that's that's a great you know point and structure to have. Yeah, definitely. I think we have Stacy back now. Oh, I'm back. Oh, I'm back. Called Rob. Sorry, guys. Um, oh, but yeah, Joni. Joni's a great example. And sometimes you can do what she did. And even if you can do it part of the time, get your family on board part of the time. That's a victory. You know, just baby steps. Yeah, definitely. And uh, we have that. Uh, do you want to take this question from? Uh, uh, Pam Bilton. Oh yeah, do you do you want to read it, Mike? Uh, oh, it doesn't matter to me. Um, yeah, uh, question for the radio show. I got injured at work about five weeks ago. I have a torn rotator cuff. I've been there twice. Um, right now, I need to be focusing on food since my workouts are not as consistent. I need easy plan meals since I really don't have. Uh, I have only one good hand to cook with. Any suggestions on simple meals, etc. Uh, to help keep the depression away. Uh, yeah, well, for me, I mean, if you want simple and quick, two words, protein powder, you know, and, of course, a blender. Um, it, it might not be exciting, but you can add things to make the taste and texture different from, you know, um, peanut butter or peanut butter powder to hemp hearts, fruit. Um, chia seeds, avocados even, if you want it, you know, more of an ice cream texture. But if really? you have an injury yet, you're going to really need to up the protein anyway to heal yourself. And um, beyond that, you know, I, I would just say anything non, you know, that you don't have to cook, like uh, dried fruits and nuts, a uh, great source of protein and healthy fats, and maybe treat yourself to, you know, like go to Whole Foods and, and get a hot meal that's already prepped, you know. But that's if, a good if you idea, only have too. One hand, yeah, if you only have one hand, it's going to be tough to cook. But I would say healthy, fast food, because there is such a thing now. And uh, make your blender your best friend. Those are some seriously good ideas, Stacey. <laughs> yeah, I <clears throat> feel better soon. I, Hayden, do you have any ideas for Pam? To be honest, I would have said pretty much the same as you. Um, again, getting anything that's ready cooked, chicken, nice easy chicken salad if you can get a ready cooked chicken, and then a salad that's already made up. You've only got one arm, so therefore, yeah, you're right, mm -hmm. making it as easy as you can, no cooking, um, mm -hmm. protein powder, nuts, simple things like that, maybe buying... Um, like packs of shrimp and prawns and stuff and being able to eat those straight out of the packet. But that's pretty much what I would have said. So very similar to what you would have said, Stacey. Oh, yeah, and I just got an idea. Call in some favors, you know? Appeal, appeal <laughs> yeah. to empathy. Say, hey, you know what? Yeah, just bring me over a casserole, would you? I've earned it. Just you know, do, do what you have to do. You know, that's what I do. I've, I've dealt with the, the torn rotator cuff on both of my shoulders from uh, my wrestling days. Uh, both my shoulders were totally reconstructed. Um, and, you know, it's kind of hard to explain to people who haven't been through it, but it's a long, long process to kind of, you know, get yourself uh, back to where, you know, back to normal. I'm not going to say you can start feeling better and start being more active, but to feel like yourself, it's a long process. And I'm going to be honest with her. It's daunting. It's, it's frustrating. It's it's very frustrating, um, but you just got to stick with it. And my biggest problem in that in that in those both of those injuries 
is I let the frustration get me, and I half-assed my recovery, and I half-assed my uh, my rehabilitation, um, which the point where I could barely lift anything over my head um, until I started getting into DDP yoga and was able to strengthen those muscles 10 years, 12 years after the fact. So I've never actually put DDP yoga over for that because I was, I was a mess with any lifting over my head. But it's frustrating. But the thing is, as great as DDP yoga is and such an important part of your, your program and your journey, um, you are going to be able to maintain your weight, you know, by eating healthy. And you just really need to focus on the food and, 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 and be strong with that. It's going to be hard because it's going to be frustrating. You're going to be sitting around. You're going to be immobile because a lot of the process of recovery is sitting still. Um, but just focus on the diet. And one thing I want to uh, kind of put over for the, for the food that I think is a great help, which one of my friends kind of turned me on to a while ago, is take like – Take about eight to ten chicken breasts and put some sauce, whether it's barbecue or make your own marinade or something. You put it in the slow cooker, cook it, and then just you know, you know, carton it up in the fridge. So yes. you have that the kind slow of go to for the week. Yeah, the week mm-hmm. and put it on salads or whatever you need to do. Uh, just to have those available, it's a huge great help when you just need something that's kind of you know protein and actually be able to grab it and just get it ready quickly. That is a, a fantastic idea, Mike. Uh, and they Great actually a job. Uh, you can cook anything from rice and stews and soups to, you know, uh, roasts and chicken in, in a slow cooker, even even oatmeal. So, yeah, Pam, if or anyone who's got uh, any kind of challenge with cooking, get a slow cooker. They're not expensive, and they, they are wonderful. It's so easy. And if you actually go to MikeAt90Percent.com, plug there, I actually have a bunch of slow cooker recipes because I rely on that so much. It's such an easy thing to do. Just put everything in, and then you don't have to wash the oven. You don't have to set a timer. You just just let it sit for a while. And it's it's an amazing help for anyone who has a busy life, busy family, or, you know, just can't get to the standing in the kitchen for an hour preparing. It's a fantastic tool. Yeah, and and Pam also mentioned, you know, and I I went through this when I had a a different kind of injury, more like a sciatic, and she can't can't work out right now. And with that sometimes comes uh, a funk, you know, a bit of depression. Mm -hmm. And I went through that because I I had no idea until it was taken away from me how well Uh the workouts were sublimating, you know, stress and depression and all that. And all of a sudden, it was like I had nothing. You know, I didn't have the outlet of overeating, and I didn't have the workouts. So I would, you know, find a combination of, you know, occasionally it's a really wonderful thing to have treats. Just don't get dependent on it. You know, like clean ice cream, whatever floats your boat, you know, like one of your favorite meals. But uh, it's now more than ever you got to reach out and find some non um, non-edible ways, you know, to feel better, whether it's music or, you know, a, take up some artwork, whatever. Um, but just find some hobbies and outlets that don't in- involve food and then aren't going to set you up for more injury. Yeah, and well, I've screwed up my shoulder multiple times, not at that bad, but to the point where I couldn't really do a traditional workout. So I'll just get up and I'll be like, okay, what 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 can I do here? What what can I actually modify and do? Because, you know, broken table is out. Um, you know, uh, down dog is out. So I'll go through and go, okay, well, I can do 
exploding knees, I just won't lift that arm. You know, I, I'll find anything I can do just mm-hmm. to get up and do something. Yeah. The other thing as well is to think about getting outside. So maybe going for a walk, getting some sunshine, that sort of thing as well is going to help fight off that funk, so to speak, because you're going to get out and get some fresh air. You're still getting some exercise. It's not DDP yoga, but you're still getting outside. You're still doing some exercise, still fighting off that sort of downward feeling. Yeah, Yeah, and and the sun, getting out into the sun and getting around people is also, those are two good aspects of of beating depression as well. Boosting mm-hmm. serotonin. Yes. yes, exactly. And a, a bit of advice for her when she does start to incorporate DDP yoga back into it, because um, I actually had a, I talked to Dave Orth quite a bit as he was kind of rehabbing his, his ab injuries and stuff like that. Oh, I'm sorry. And we chatted, and I've been through uh, my DDP yoga, uh, my injuries and issues. Uh, when you're dealing with that and you're dealing with an injury like that, it's it's frustrating because it's a long chipping away at the recovery process. And when you were, so you've been doing so, with DDP yoga so long, like Pam has, you kind of have expectations for yourself in your workouts, and you can't allow yourself to be deterred away from doing the bare minimum because just getting on there and doing a minute, you know, of just you know a down dog when she's ready to, or a minute to kind of just get back into the motion. Your shoulders, those muscles aren't. The muscles that have been reattached aren't, uh, you know, they don't have the memory of the, of the positions that DDP yoga calls for. So being able to just do little increments at a time and building yourself back up is frustrating, but don't, don't let it kind of deter you. It's going to take a long time to get back where you were, but it's so achievable, and you're going to be glad once you did because especially with a torn <laughs> shoulder, DDP yoga on a regular basis is going to hugely impact uh, your rehab process. Oh, Good yeah, one. absolutely. Hey, I just got, uh, you know, our buddy Travis out, out in yep. Dakota shot me an email. He Speak had a yourself. few suggestions. Or as I call him, Travis. Yes. <laughs> he <laughs> had some easy food suggestions. The quick list, um, boiled eggs, organic lemon water, and quinoa, and also uh, slow cooker boneless ribs. And I get, you know, quinoa is pretty easy to make, and it's versatile, it's high in protein, it's it's a complex carb. So try that out, because really all it is is you boil water and dump it in, shut it off. And it's, it's good, too. I was always so, like, weirded out. It seemed like so, like, it seemed like so, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, well, what's the, Claire Deans, is that the lady? Um can't think of her name. It just seemed like so, like, not my style, and I was kind of uh, deterred away from it a little bit. But actually, once I tried it, it's actually really good. There's different kind of uh, little spices and stuff you can add to it to make it really good. Oh, it is. Yeah, um, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Travis. I saw I didn't mean to step on your tree, uh, Stacey. Um, <laughs> I just got, I have one more, one more. Uh, this is from... I don't know if I should say her name because she her, her issue is, and we talked about this, but it never gets old. She sometimes goes into bouts of depression and wants to know when this happens, how can she conjure the motivation because she just loses interest in in just about everything. And, I mean, we've talked about, um, you know, motivation quite a bit. And there's really no magic answer. You can't uh, coax it. You can't make it grow magically. 
basically all we do is we just kind of fight it with do it anyway. You know, don't wait yeah. for that magic moment to arrive. Just do it, even if every fiber in you doesn't want to do it, because at least you can say you've done it, you know? Yeah. And usually you feel better afterwards. Yeah, when it comes to depression, I mean, because yeah, obviously doing the workout is gonna be, gonna usually make you feel better, but it doesn't always always do the trick. Because I've been there before myself. Uh, there's a couple different things you can do. One is is like I mentioned before, sunlight, getting around people, uh, eating well. If your 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 food intake starts to go south, that's gonna make it worse. Um, uh, getting plenty of uh, uh, the omega sixes in your body also helps a lot. Uh, meditation is a big one for me. Meditation helps me a lot just to keep my head wow. in the right place. Mm-hmm. So there's That's a couple a good... different things that I do. And, and listening to DDP Radio, Wednesday nights, 9 p.m. at ddpradio.com is your number one cure for depression. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but, but seriously, like for, for Pam and everybody who is, uh, who is calling in, give us a call and let us know what's up. Let us know how you're doing during your recovery. Did you have some thoughts on the uh, uh, the, the depression thing there, Hayden? Yeah, I, personally for me, um, I did the I found online the Arnold Schwarzenegger speech about he did about the six secrets to success, and I can't remember every single one of them, but there was one that was really motivating. It was something along the lines of you know just remember that you you've got to get out and work harder than everybody else. I printed all six off, put them on my wall in front of my computer so that every day, regardless of how bad I felt, how low I felt, what else had gone on in the world, I saw that and it made me roll my mat out, it made me get on the mat, it made me do a workout, it made me go and cook some decent food, it made me look after myself and it it worked for the better part of two years. So it's just, again, a different idea. That's good, and and I know that we're getting ready to wrap up, Mike. But uh, uh, Stacy, I don't know if you saw the question, but you were talking about the desserts and using the the avocados. Um, oh yeah. Can you? The question in the chat room is: Can you taste the avocados? Oh uh, no, no, because there's a nice, there's a very nice, um, generous presence of lime. So the avocados are more for texture and a little bit of green color. Nice. Yeah, so try it out. Try it out. Uh, yeah, you shouldn't be able to taste them, not with the lime juice. That, that sounds delicious, by the way. I'm definitely going to take advantage of that one. Um, oh, before so we go, good. we got a few minutes. Yeah, it looks delicious. looks amazing. I'm a big lime fan anyways. That's like my go-to like dessert. So, mm-hmm. uh, But before we go, uh, we got a few minutes left. And before we do that, I want to kind of turn the attention to uh, Hayden for a minute. Uh, because Hayden is actually he's actually in the process of of of, of uh, you know moving over to the DDP Yoga uh, employment side, and he's actually heading the uh, DDP Yoga certification program along with Yoga Doc, um, who's in New York, and Hayden's over in the UK. Uh, and we're gonna he's gonna be doing a lot of work with the certification program going forward. Doc had a lot on his plate with all the people that were signing up. It was a big big success. So uh, um, Hayden is going to be working with him. He's, we're called, he's a DDP Yoga uh, certification expert, and he has all the questions and answers that you might uh, need answered. Um, so if you need to hit him up at all, he's on Facebook as well. But Hayden, uh, we talked about it a little bit last week. The connection was a little off, and we're going to have you on pretty regularly to kind of keep everyone uh, up to date on this because it is a communal process, 
and there are a lot of questions yep. and, and kind of community involved. Um, so tell us about your role with the DDP Yoga uh, certification process and what we're going to be doing going forward with the uh, the program. Okay. Uh, as quickly as I can in three minutes. Um, my job is basically looking at your videos, reviewing them, making sure that they're up to scratch, and then saying, yep, you've passed or no, you need to go and work on this, put this together, do this. And then next time we'll see if you through to the next stage. Um, and then obviously I let yoga know exactly where everybody's at and what's going on. Um, he has the overall say at the end of the test, who's through. Um, the other thing is that I'm actually doing a blog, uh, once every sort of two times a week kind of idea about what's going on with the certification um, I've started answering basic questions, things like how you get involved, how to sign up, who's it for, what sort of things people need to know before they get involved. Um, so you can check that out. That's on the certificate. I can't speak today. Certification website. DDPYogaCertification.com. I can't say it as fancy as you do. <laughs> I, I can't say it all. Don't worry. It's not a problem. <laughs> um, so that's there. That, they're going out and... On the bottom of every blog, I've actually put my email address because I want people to email me with questions. I want them to write in with questions about anything to do with how they're teaching classes, how to get classes going, anything they've got on form, modifications, things like that. Just email them through. I'll address all of them either in blogs or, as you said, I'm going to be on the radio show as well fairly often, so therefore we might be able to put something in that as well. Yes, and, and it's, it's a great program, ddpyogacertification.com. We talked about it last week. Yeah. We'll have to touch on it more uh, next week. Um, but, you know, I've talked to several people who have done the program, and some people, you know, send out their videos, and they think, it's you know, they're all set and they're good, and you will send them back with constructive criticism and, and let them know. And some people get frustrated with that, but it would be a disservice to kind of push someone through that isn't ready so it's really great kind of guidance that you give these people to kind of put them out there with the best uh, possible education in the program that they have. Uh, it may be frustrating and slow at times, but you guys really work hard to make sure that when you get out there to start teaching, you may not be the perfect instructor, you may not be the instructor you become, but you'll have enough tools of the trade to be able to do it successfully yeah. and do your job. You are, we're gearing you up to go out there and teach DDP yoga representing the DDP yoga brand as you go out. So therefore, you know, you need to know everything that you're going to do. You're always going to progress, always going to progress. You're always going to get better at teaching. It comes, the more you do it, I learn something every time I teach a class, but you, if, if you get critique back from anybody, from a mentor, from me, from yoga doc, it's never meant badly. It's just, you know, you go in, read it, say, okay, I'm going to work on that for next time put it together, resend the video, make sure you've got everything right on it and that's corrected and send it back through. Hopefully it'll clear it. But it's making sure the brand consistency goes through with everybody. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that, not only that, maybe make sure that you're doing it right and nobody gets hurt and you know what to do, you know, exactly. how to push someone in the right direction. But both you yeah. and Yoga Doc are very positive, very professional people. So, you know, no, no one has anything to worry about as far as getting criticism because it's, it happens to everyone. Oh, yeah. Criticism is it a good thing. Be. It really is. You know, some people yeah, take it, it as a negative, but it's trying to help you in your process. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep, um, absolutely. 
Yeah, well, that's that's it. Uh, we're at the 10 o'clock hour. Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you for listening. We'll be back for next week. Um, Hayden, I hope you'll join us next week for at least part of the show or some of it, or we can do a record, pre-record. I know it's a different time uh, distance over where you are. It's like 2 or 3 in the morning where Hayden is right now. And uh, from Katie and myself, uh, give Laura a hug for us, okay, man? Of course, I will. All right. And uh, thank you, Stacy, of course. And thank you, Chef Bill. Um, it was so much going on tonight, so many people, it's kind of hard to juggle it. Uh, we hit Chef Bill in a little bit uh, before, but we're going to have to have him on the next couple of weeks because he's got so much to offer the show as well, and he's a great resource Definitely. to have on here. So thank you, Stacy. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Robert, of course. Uh, they had a trouble, Mike. Guys. <laughs> and uh, until next week, until uh, the next roast of Mike Mullins, until Robert McLaren makes my week a living hell every Wednesday night. <laughs> Talk to you guys later. Until then, remember to never, ever, ever give up. See you guys. Good night. Checked it today, man. That was a great workout, man. The powerbomb set up by Page. Oh! He's in a diamond cutter. I don't believe it. Wow. Diamond cutter out of the powerbomb. We're going home. You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work, and most importantly, own your life. This has been a presentation of DDP Yoga and Blog Talk Radio.